and welcome to Side by Side Digital, brought to you by Farm Credit Services of America and Frontier Farm Credit. This podcast series tackles topics geared towards young and beginning producers. Each episode, we invite farm credit and ag industry experts to share their insights on financial management, business outlooks, transition planning, and more. In this episode, we talk about the importance of knowing your cost of production and how it can help with decision-making in your operation. Join us as financial officers Shayla and Betty walk through how to get started with calculating your cost of production and why it matters. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is Shayla Trundle, and I am from central Iowa. I grew up on a cow-calf operation in Northeast Iowa. We also row crop and I'm still very involved with that operation of going out and helping on the weekends and running numbers and helping dad throughout the week with other things that are going on from being a little bit more remote. So thanks for joining us and Betty, go ahead and get us kicked off. Hi, I'm Betty Van Boning. I grew up on a diverse operation. We had cow-calf and feed and grain and my husband and I purchased his family farm and have a small feed and grain operation as well. So that's a little bit about me. So let's talk about cost of production and why it matters. First of all, it matters because it helps you become more profitable. You know when you're profitable, when you're not. It takes the stress out of your operating decisions and allows you to make them with confidence. It sharpens your business acumen. Everybody's a great producer but you gotta know your figures. So it helps you clarify, improves your bottom line and takes the emotion out. But who would know that knowing what the cost of one acre or one animal unit could do so much? We have data coming at us from all over today. The internet, neighbors, bankers, accountants. But this is a very powerful tool in putting that together for our own operations. So the break-even point, or what we call the tipping point, is when your profit covers your fixed expenses, your variable expenses, and your living expenses that are not covered by off-farm income. If you know where that break-even point is, and let's say you've sold 80% of your crop above and have a great profit, then if the price of corn, for instance, goes below that break-even point, you still know you'll be profitable because you had all the profit on the first end. So you'll know where you're at. So a solid cost of production gives you an accurate break-even or tipping point. Everything, of course, is not black and white, but we would like it to be. And cost of production will help you get there. It will help you decide when you should sell, when you should expand, when you should rotate a crop or upgrade. By knowing your cost of production, it empowers you to take the uncertainty out of your decisions and gives you more operational control. And if you have more time, you can do the things you want to do. So cost of production can help you draw that line in the sand. Are you profitable? or not profitable? What should you do with your operation? After all, we all know that bottom line is everything. And with that, I'll let Shayla go. So what is cost of production anyways? 
This is a big thing that you're going to hear from a lot of financial officers about helping you determine whether you're profitable, whether you should expand your operation, and what's going on. So looking at cost of production, it is the total expenses. Here we have predicted. We'll kind of walk through why we say predicted, and then we'll get into actuals, divided by your total number of units. That could be per acre, per sow, per cow, per sheep, whatever livestock or operation you have, whether it's corn or soybeans, wheat, all of those fun things. So some terms to understand. So we have fixed cost, also known as overhead costs. So these are used interchangeably. These are costs that do not fluctuate no matter how many acres or how many head of livestock I have. So for instance, my machinery payments right? No matter how many acres I farm, I'm still going to have those payments. Variable costs. These do fluctuate based on the number of acres and head that I have. So seed, chemical, fertilizer, fuel, crop insurance, all of those things are changing and they're variable costs. One of the most important things and a lot of people forget is family living expenses. So looking at this, Typically, when we look at an operation, we say if there's any off-farm income, we check to see if family living can be covered by the off-farm income. If it can, great. If not, that's okay. We take and look at whatever is not covered by off-farm income, and we also have to calculate that into the operation so that it is covered because we have to pull money from somewhere to put food on the table and shelter over our heads. And then some operations don't have any off-farm income. Again, that's okay. We just have to remember to add that into our bottom line because it can make a huge impact on our numbers. All of these are known as our total costs. So again, going back to what cost of production is, is the total expenses divided by the number of units. We talked about predicted. Okay, so typically the time of year that we want to work on a cost of production is right now. So we are pre-planning for next year's crop season. Okay, we're talking to our seed rep, our chemical rep, our fertilizer rep, all of that stuff. So we're probably getting quotes of how much do I think it's going to cost. So that's why we're considering it predicted because we're doing it now as an idea of what we are going to plan or need to pay. As time goes on, we'll find out that we'll want to update this throughout the year to figure out what our actual expenses are. So both are important, predicted and actual Taking that a step further, once we have figured out what our total cost of production is, we can divide that by the amount that we have produced. So for instance, if we are a corn and soybean operation, we'll take the cost of production divided by how many acres, and then we can take it one step further divided by how many bushels we're going to potentially and hopefully produce to figure out our break-even. So the calculation is actually a four-step process. We have to gather the information, allocate the expenses, we'll run the numbers, and then we'll evolve the process. But as Shayla said, it's not necessarily a one-time process. It's something that you can update as you go along. Also remember that all of this information, the break-evens, the cost of production, they vary from operation to operation. Don't ask your neighbor what theirs is because it's gonna be different than yours. Maybe he doesn't have the land payments or the equipment payments. So when we start looking at gathering information, first of all, we're gonna go to the historical information, your tax returns, your income statements, but gathering information isn't a one-time thing either. 
I could put in that my living expense is 40000 today, and maybe I'm going to add to my family, and it's going to be 60000 before the end of the year. Or I don't know what I'm going to spend on my fertilizer. I can only estimate it, and then I can go in and put the real number in later. So continually update. But when you're doing this, know that the better the information going in, the better the decisions coming out of this. Also know that the, the following are the most missed. Your prepaids. Don't forget them just because you did them in another year. Repairs, maintenance, supplies. Make them as realistic as you can because it affects the bottom line. Operating interest, overall farm insurance, and hired labor are also very often missed. So then we have to figure out how to allocate them. And you have to know your line items before you can allocate them. Crop one may be corn, crop two may be beans, but you need to include everything. And if there's one thing I can't stress enough is be careful that you don't leave out the small expenses. Because one of the biggest mistakes is that small and small and small all becomes a big mistake. And so we want to make sure we do that. The other thing is, once again, the information is only as good as what you put in. Now, when you're doing this allocating, I'm going to tell you that you need to go to the farmer out in the field to really get the right allocations. So my husband thought that I was going to do this for him on our farm. And I said, no, I don't know what you put on the irrigated for fertilizer. And I don't know what you put on the dry land for fertilizer. You have to do this. Well, after three years, he finally did it. And he's really happy he did. But it's one of those things like if all the fungicide went on the beans, then I can allocate that bill all to beans. But my tractor repairs, I may have to do on percentages. Maybe I have 300 acres of soybeans and 700 acres of corn. So that's 1,000 acres. So 30% of the repairs will go to beans and 70% will go to corn. Or it could be on your living expenses. You're going to allocate them straight across the board for every acre. A lot of that will also depend upon if you have a breakdown of irrigated and dry land acres. We all know dry land is not as profitable. So maybe you're going to say, you know what, my irrigated is going to have to take care of more of my living than my dry land. You have to do what works for your operation. So we're going to look at how you do this on a grain operation. So the math works by you take your total expenses and you divide it by your units or acres to get your cost of production. And why do we use acres? Because we're going to go back to that predicted statement. We don't know how many bushels we're going to get, but we know how many acres we're going to plant. So our acres or our head level is what we always know up front, and they're the most stable unit. So that's why we use those to make our decisions. So then you take your cost of production and you divide it by your predicted production and you get your break-even point. Now you want that predicted production or amount of production to be as realistic as you can 
because it definitely is going to affect your break-even point, just like your total expenses will. The same applies to livestock. Once again, we take your total expenses and divide it by the number of head. We don't go out and say how many pounds of livestock you got out in the pasture. We say how many head do you have? So the tipping point again is going to fluctuate with the number of pounds, but we don't know that always till the end of the year when we go market our cattle. You know, if there's lots of grass, you would think those would be little fat animals and usually they're going to put on less pounds. So use your predicted to get your break even, but there again, based on the year, you can change your figures. So it's very, very important for you to calculate these numbers because they're going to help you in your operation. And there's a lot of things that go into it. So don't worry, your lender is always going to be willing to help you walk through it. The most important thing that I want to say, and like Betty mentioned, was the information that you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So your lender isn't going to have all of these numbers figured out for you. You're going to have to do some homework and research because every operation is different. So doing it together with your loan officer can be helpful, but you're also going to need to do some research beforehand. Here's a few quick reminders that are very important. First off, check your math. Make sure that you didn't transpose a number or add an extra zero. Other things are look for decimal places in the wrong spot. Maybe I was typing it in fast or wrote it down wrong. Also making sure that your columns add up, you know, whether you're hand calculating it with the calculator, maybe you put it into Excel or another document, make sure that it's flowing right and makes sense. And watch out for missing and inaccurate information. This can make a huge difference on your bottom lines. For example, some things that are really underestimated, family living. Not only do we talk about the food on your table and the house over your head, but also those vacations that you do, the donations that you make, gifts that you buy throughout the year. There's a lot of things that, man, you just don't even think about you're spending cash for or did it you know, 12 months ago and you don't remember. So making sure to keep those in mind throughout the year is very important. Repairs are also underestimated. Labor. You know, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I try to plan ahead. Maybe things come up. Freight, storage, travel costs, custom hire, all of that. So as we said, when you're doing your predictions, make sure that you have those numbers. But as the year goes on, update that so then you know truly where you're at after you purchase your fertilizer, after you pay your labor, all of that fun stuff. We put a lot on your plate today talking about cash flows and cost of reductions and calculating your break-evens. This isn't something that's done overnight, right? It's a process. So you want to start early, kind of get that predicted, get that going, and then pick it up another one, two, three times a year. Or maybe some people do it as a full living document. So they're constantly changing it every time they buy something, every time they sell bushels, they look at where things are, every time the operation changes. So what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. But I can guarantee you that if you sit down and you work on this by yourself and or with your loan officer, you are going to be miles ahead of all of your neighbors and helping out. I'm just like you. And I know Betty and I have talked and had the same conversation as we'd rather be out in the field or out in the cattle lot doing things and getting our hands dirty. But we cannot stress how important this financial piece to helping your management set you apart from other people is going to make you grow and grow your operation as time goes on. So very, very important. 
how you suggest allocating overheads between or across enterprises to get a net cost of production. So management costs, office machinery shared between crop and livestock, for example. Well, I think first of all, I would go to your gross income. So what's your gross income on your crops and what's your gross income on your livestock? And use percentages accordingly. Not all of your equipment will be used for the livestock. So maybe then, so let's say you have a 70-30 split, but I don't use all my equipment for my livestock, or maybe you do if you grow your own feed. So start with 70-30 and maybe you need to decrease it to 80-20. You kind of have to see what works and what you feel comfortable with. And I know today that we have dummied this all down because we've taken them you're only a grain farmer or you're only a livestock farmer, but gross income actually probably works the best in splitting it up. I agree with Betty on looking at percentages of income or how large one side of your operation is compared to another. Um, Another good thing to think about is, okay, time. If I sit down and I think about how much time I'm doing management decisions and thinking throughout a week, week's time frame, how much am I allocating to the grain side versus how much am I allocating to the livestock side? Obviously, throughout the year, your seasons are going to change. So spring and fall, you're probably focused a lot on the grain side. But maybe you're a cattle producer and you're calving in the spring and then you're breeding in the fall and all of that. So how it falls is kind of the same. But just kind of thinking about how much time is actually spent and allocated to those operations can be very helpful. If you don't have a starting point and you say, well, I don't know if it's 70-30, you know, splitting it 50-50 is a good place to start and then adjusting the numbers as you need to go. Obviously, you don't want to adjust them to fluff them to make them look better, but you want to be realistic to where things are falling. And the big thing is look at your cash flow. Your cash flow and your costs are what are going to be behind all of this. So, The first thing you have to do is split your costs out between your crop and your livestock, your variable costs, before you really go to your overhead. And you may find that when you start getting your tipping points or your break-evens, that maybe then that will also show you, well, this is way out of line and you need to adjust accordingly. Great. Uh, Another question, do you have any suggestions for templates or something that people can use to get started? And the second part, can you give us a detailed list, um, examples of variable and fixed costs so someone can assign them to the correct category? You guys are in luck. We do have a few different lists. Um, So contacting your financial officer, they have a cash flow statement that can be used. Uh, Most of that one, we're probably going to look at an operation altogether. So no matter what enterprises you have, but you can also take that document and break it out per So maybe I have corn and soybeans and I have cattle. Maybe I do two of them instead of just one of them together. You know, every operation is different. So maybe there's some things that you use that somebody else doesn't use. Just make sure you remember to add those in. You know, if you hire a CPA, we have professional fees in there. Make sure that's added in. You know, if you subscribe to any magazines or anything like that for marketing use, add that in. So don't be afraid to kind of go off of what we have, but then add to it. So spin it off to what you need. And then again, maybe there's some things that we have on there that you don't specifically need to use. That's totally fine. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, I need to start doing that. You don't have to. This is just a guide to go off of. 
And there's lots of resources on the internet available or your financial officer. Farm credit has lots of cash flow forms that break out variable and overhead costs as well. Another question here, if my off-farm income covers my family living, why should I include that in my cost of production? I'm trying to keep farm expenses and income completely separate from personal. If your non-farm income covers all of your family living, then you don't need to add it into this. However, make very sure that it covers all, all of that family living. All right. Another question that came through, we have a cow-calf operation that sells backgrounded feeder calves and finished locker beef, as well as hay. Do you typically break out each enterprise or do you look at the farm completely as a whole? So you can do it both ways. We would encourage you to break it out per enterprise just because that is going to be the most accurate information and be the most beneficial for you to make decisions. So if you look at it as a whole, the operation could be making money great, awesome. And then all of a sudden we break it out on your backgrounding cattle, your cattle that are going to the locker, and then also looking at your haying side, all of a sudden we see, oh shoot, you know, the haying business is bringing us in a lot of income, but the backgrounding cattle isn't really bringing us any income. It's actually losing us money. So that can help you make decisions in the, in the future of one, how do we need to make changes to our operation of, you know, decreasing expenses, bringing in more income, or do we just maybe need to exit that enterprise altogether? And I'm not saying one or the other, it depends on what your numbers look like, but you definitely can want to break it down per enterprise to see how is each enterprise doing to be able to make up our whole. Absolutely. And the other thing to remember is it will change year to year. You may make a lot of money selling your processed beef and not so much backgrounding cattle this year. The next year it could flip-flop. So that's why if you do this over time and you look at it annually and compare it to the past, you'll have a much better idea of the enterprises you should stay in and the things that you should get out of. Kind of to recap, we want to make a plan, right? So we're going to sit down now. We're trying to plan what next year is going to look at. Tap into those resources. Call your seed rep call the fertilizer, call the co-op, see what you can look at at the markets and what you can sell for. So go ahead and do all that extra homework to pre-plan to see where things are at. Be as specific and detailed as possible, right? So put down all of your chemicals. Maybe you don't just lump them all together. Maybe you put every item down and just keep doing that for every livestock head, every expense that you have, where it's at. So then that way, when you come back and look at it later, oh yeah, I forgot we had to do a major overhaul on this tractor this year because next year we probably won't have that, but maybe something else will come up. So that gives us an idea. Use your tools and technology. A big thing at Firm Credit, we look at trends. So we'll put in your financials, we'll put in your tax returns, we'll look at everything of how things have shown in the past. So maybe I don't quite know what I usually spend on repairs and obviously it fluctuates every year, but Call up your loan officer because they can look and see, okay, over the last three years, what have my repairs been? That gives me a three-year average of, hey, this is possibly what I could spend. Go online, look at all that information, get marketing information through different avenues and all of that. Gather as you go. Yes, this seems like a lot. And yes, it is. And planning and making it set ahead of time is very, very important. But you can do it in different chunks. You don't have to sit down all in one day and do this, right? So a rain day comes up, do a portion then, 
have a few hours later another day, do it then. Kind of do that. And then again, just increase your frequency. If you're not doing it today, start at a low level. If you're doing it today, take it to the next level and get it as in-depth as you can because this is the most important thing that you can do to set yourself apart. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. We have been happy to help you. Farm Credit Services America really appreciates everything that you guys do for us. You're just as important as we are to each other. So we also want you to reach out to your loan officer and don't be afraid to ask for help because that is what we're here for. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Side by Side Digital brought to you by Farm Credit Services of America and Frontier Farm Credit. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or post your comments or questions on Facebook and Twitter using the hashtag SXSDigital. For more information or to watch the full webinar and other educational content from our side-by-side digital series, visit fcsamerica.com slash xssdigital. Thanks again for joining us.